It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. This is the CHGO White Sox podcast. I'm Sean Anderson, the host of this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. And alongside me, as always, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And we have some White Sox news. Uh, We got some additions reportedly being added to the White Sox coaching staff. We'll let you know about these names and their positions. Uh, these two names shouldn't be too new to you if you are uh, avid listeners of this podcast. If you're listening each and every day, uh, you've probably heard these names before. Then we'll talk about a potential new face for the White Sox if they want to add this person in free agent. They've been let go and non-tendered by their past organization. And then finally, uh, guys that the White Sox non-tendered themselves. Uh, three non-tenders for the White Sox this past deadline. And we will get into those three players and kind of give them a you know, farewell, because uh, mm-hmm. two of them, I, I don't think are going to be coming back. But uh, one of them, uh, I think we'll have a little bit more of a discussion on what his future uh, will be with the White Sox. But Herb, uh, a rough day for Chicago sports. Justin Fields and the Bears lose in Atlanta. Uh, he tried his best, but he clearly was just not there at the end of the game. And you're a line I lose. So, you know, even though the White Sox aren't around, you're still losing. Yeah, it was a tough weekend. It was orange and blue, you got to lose this weekend. Uh, even my football team <laughs> lost yesterday to oh. the Michigan Wolverines late in the season, late in the game. So it was a tough weekend. It was the orange and blue took it on the chin this weekend, but we'll be back next week. We got a Northwestern for the football team. The basketball team has a couple games, and the Bears. I don't know if they play. I don't think they have a bye week or something like that. So they'll win that week. Yeah, it's and it's tough for the Bears. And for the Bears. Losing is winning. So as long as Justin Fields isn't hurt more than it seems, it looks like he's got a, a sore, a sore shoulder or a collarbone. I hope that a bye week will help that out, and then he'll be ready to go the week after. Or I don't know what their schedule is. I know they have a bye week coming up though soon. Yeah, hopefully he can get some rest. And if Trevor Simeon needs to play a couple games at this point, I'm fine with it uh, just to protect uh, what what that gift is in Justin Fields because, man, uh, that guy's so much fun to watch. Uh, next Bears game is uh, the 27th, and it's taken on Green Bay – or no, New York. So it goes uh, New York on the 27th. That one's in New York. And then on the 4th is our tailgate. You can uh, check out tickets for that uh, at allchgo.com, uh, and you can come to our tailgate. That usually starts, uh, I think, now at 830 uh, but on Sunday, December 4th, Bears-Packers. So uh, you can uh, come and join us uh, over on Roosevelt, Michigan. It's always a fun time. Yeah, it's always a good time. I've been to the three that we've had so far, and it's been 
awesome to see everybody out there. As you guys saw the video, me dancing with our guy Jimbo. We're doing a little, uh, was a Cupid shuffle and join yeah. ourselves at the uh, Bears tailgate before they took on. I forgot who they lost to on my birthday. Oh, the Dolphins. It was a real good game, actually. So I enjoyed every single time. And if you guys want to come out, man, no time better to be a diehard, which you'll get 20% off of that if you become a CHGO diehard, which we just started the program this past week. It gets you the 20% off of uh, future tailgates, meetups. Merchandise. We just dropped a new Marion Hosa uh, shirt that you mm. might want to get. So become a diehard today and you get exclusive membership to things that other people won't get, you know, and uh, discounts. And so our way of saying thank you for being on the ground floor of CHGO. Yeah. If you're listening to a White Sox podcast in November, you're a diehard. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, definitely check out this program uh, because, again, we're trying to give you the most uh, for what you are. You know, you're, you're helping us. So we want to give back the most that we can. And like Herb said, uh, you get 20 percent off uh, that meetup or the outing on the fourth for the Packers Bears game. Uh, you also get 20 percent off every merch order at the CHGO locker and a free CHGO or a shirt or hat uh, upon sign up in every year after a renewal. So uh, that should be, uh, you know, something that could even be gifted as well. If you are looking uh, to give a gift this holiday season. Oh so, man. Again. Give a CHGO a uh, diehard membership. I mean, you're you can get the man card. or lady in your man and you're late. Yeah. And you get a nice card too. That oh, tells you you're diehard. I mean, there'll be nothing better than waking up on Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa and you get a your significant other or your child or your dad and mom a diehard membership to CHGO. I, I get I, I mean no I mean I, I'm not gonna never mind. Uh you could have went there. Go ahead. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't even know uh, you know I, I don't I don't have a GPS to take me there. Um let's uh let's go to the White Sox because I know how to talk about that. Uh let's first go to Daryl Van Scowen. Uh he had a report today on Twitter uh, and I'm assuming he wrote about it in the Sun-Times as well, but I first saw it on Twitter. Uh, Daryl reported that he's hearing Chris Johnson will be a part of the White Sox staff manager, Pedro Griffol's staff in 2023. Johnson was a hitting coach at AAA Charlotte the last two seasons. And Herb, we know this name, Chris Johnson. This name, Chris Johnson, isn't too surprising to us uh, because we heard every White Sox fan, every mm-hmm. meatball say, Fireman Aquino, bring up Chris Johnson. So it seems like Chris Johnson's getting the call up. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be in the same role, the hitting coach role, and you know we'll go discuss that in a second. But I understand why people wanted Minikino out. But for them to want Johnson up, I don't know what that was all about. Because in 2022, the Charlotte Knights, which Vinny has told us and other people have told us numerous times, is a band box. The Charlotte Knights play in a band box in their home stadium. Yet they were 12th in the International League in home runs. So you have the advantage of being in a great stadium for home runs and not hitting home runs. Their best hitter was Mark Payton, who the White Sox just uh, non-tendered because they don't see a future with him on this team anymore. He was up there with a 900 OPS. So kudos to Chris Johnson for doing that. And he gets kudos for other projects that he has uh, reclamated or made better. But I don't know why White Sox fans wanted him up here to replace Frank Minichino so badly in 2022. More probably because of the Minichino thing wasn't working, not the Johnson actual uh, resume. Now, their batting average was fourth, I believe, in the International League. So that tracks along with what Minichino was doing at the major league level. So he is a disciple of Minichino in that way where he's saying F the home run. 
get on base, get some hits, which I think they're middle of the road, both in uh, runs scored and RBI. So it's, it's good for Chris Johnson. He's, I think he's a 30 year old, eight year old guy, former Atlanta brave is that's where I remember him. Third baseman, decent with the bat. And if the white Sox can use him either as a first base coach, hitting coach, assistant hitting coach, something like that for this Frank, uh, Pe- uh, Pedro Grafal team, I'm for it. But if he's the guy, I'm probably not 100% for that. Yeah, I don't know if he's the guy, but before we get into who else might be coming along and what the hitting coach staff might be looking like or just the coaching staff might look like, uh, I do think that, you know, yes, Charlotte is a unique place to play. Uh, the the numbers themselves are going to be inflated, but you can look at at least two different antidotes that pop up in my mind. and I <coughs> Probably a couple more. Oh, my Lord, Ziggy. Ziggy, Whoa, you gotta leave. I'm now. so sorry, Ziggy. I'm just talking about Gavin Sheets. It did scare me enough to think about Gavin Sheets, Luis Robert, uh, <laughs> and Yasmani Grandal. So I can think of three antidotes. Uh, that Hold on, I, you're fine. I gotta, I gotta remove the dog. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm hoping no one heard that on the thing. I'm sure they. Oh, did, they definitely did. They definitely oh, okay. did. It was fantastic. I mean, maybe we can mute that one out. But I gotta kick my dog out. Can I just pause it for a second? Yeah, we're totally fine. Don't oh. worry about it. Hey, Courtney. (laughs) Sorry about that. Oh, you're all good. No worries. That was just... (laughs) You could probably stop it at my answer, Chris yeah, Johnson. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, you're no, nope. It's so proud. Don't worry about it. Uh, stuff happens. There's no worries. Um, yes, obviously, Charlotte is a unique opportunity, and we'll talk a little bit about what the coaching staff might look like, um, and if it will just be Chris Johnson alone. But going away from numbers and going to just some anecdotes. We can see, we talked about this after every single post game from when he was recalled up in AAA, Gavin Sheets showing that he could go the opposite way. Um, I would have loved more home runs. I would have seen, uh, I would love to see him, you know, pull the ball a little bit more. But when he was getting shifted, we did see him not be afraid to go the other way and take the base hit. You know, I don't know if we can specifically credit Chris Johnson from that, but when he was up before uh in, in 2022 he wasn't doing that goes down to AAA, comes up he started doing that so i don't know if we can specifically credit chris johnson with that but that was an improvement there we can look back to 2021 with luis robert when luis robert initially got hurt in minnesota in 2021 mm-hmm. uh, and then came back in august uh, a part of his massive great year or uh, end of the year where he hit i think 12 home runs and 25 doubles uh, was opening up a stance a little bit. And I think Chris Johnson was credited for helping him with that. And then Yasmani Grandal, I know people really are sour on him after his 2022 year, but in 2021, where he played the same amount of games, uh, Chris Johnson was credited with helping Yasmani Grandal, and Grandal was a top hitter in 2021 in all of Major League Baseball, uh, hitting 23 home runs. Um, and this was uh, what Grandal said, uh, or sorry, uh, this is what Grandal said about Chris Johnson. I was searching a bit all the way, and this was from James Fegan uh, back in 2021. Uh, and 
this is a quote from Chris Johnson. Uh, he just came in and grabbed me one day. It was early. Nobody was in the cages. He was like, hey, can we just go in there and do some work? And I say, absolutely. And, you know, this is Yasmani Grandal uh, getting helped by Chris Johnson. And he ended up coming up and absolutely mashing uh, at the end of the year. So um, there's at least three White Sox players that are currently on the team that can credit Chris Johnson, I think, with helping him a bit. So I don't know if it's the worst thing in the world. This could just be a good hire by the White Sox. Do you have any concerns, though, with Charlie Montoya now being his bench coach and Chris Johnson being a part of the staff, do you think that Pedro Griffol isn't getting enough say in what his staff might look like? I, I did see that sentiment, I think, pushed around by Cherizi a little bit on Twitter. Do you have that worry at all that at least two of the hires that we know of so far are not, quote unquote, of Pedro Griffol's choice? Yes, I have a problem with that because, as I said before, if he's going to go down and if he's responsible for the coaches and responsible for the performance on the field, he should be picking the people who are underneath him and sharing that clubhouse with him, sharing that dugout with him. So, you know, this is what the White Sox did with uh, Mark Parent going to Robin Ventura's staff, like just forcing guys upon the staff that they like, the organization likes, not necessarily the, the manager. I don't know if Pedro Grafola and Chris Johnson have a history or kinship, or anything um, previous to this year. But same thing with um, Montoyo up there, who's the bench coach. You heard Griffo on his own press conference, introductory press conference, talk about, yeah, I've seen him on the field, talked to him a couple times, but, you know, pretty much alluding that this was a, all right, the White Sox want this guy to be my guy. I don't care type of thing. And I'm thinking he's a, Hey, I'm the manager. I don't give a goddamn who they put under me. If they feel good about him, I'll feel great about him type of thing. But I have a problem with the White Sox as an organization, seemingly from the outside. And people would say, well, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. This team doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. All the stuff they do as an organization that I find like just wrong. And I think this is another example of them forcing a player or coach upon a new manager just because they like him. I don't know if Mr. Graffold likes him, but we'll see. We'll probably talk the good talk and say, yeah, man, Chris Johnson, man, 38 year old hidden coach. One of the best. Yeah. I, so what I'm thinking is that there might be a connection and maybe it's a little bit hidden than I can find, but there is at least a surface connection that I think we can link uh Chris Johnson and Pedro Graffold to uh, Johnson's from Naples, Florida. As we know, Mike, uh, uh Pedro Grafol is from Florida. Uh, Johnson went to Bishop Vert High School in Floyd, Fort Myers and then went to Florida Atlantic in Boca Raton. And he was in the draft, draft eligible in 2003 and draft eligible in 2006. So he played three years in college. And what I know from Grafol, I don't know if he specifically scouted him, but I know that he was scouting in Florida for Seattle at the time. So I assume that he's definitely – yeah. Ran across him in, in, you know, in, in the major leagues and minor leagues, just, you know, cause they both were uh, affiliated, but I, I would assume Chris Johnson's been scouted by Griffol and at least the connection too that we know with Montoyo. And I think I said Montoya earlier, so I apologize for that. Um, Kevin Cash is from Florida state. Griffol's from Florida state and uh, Montoyo used to be the bench coach for Kevin Cash before he was named the, the manager in Toronto. So maybe this is just, Every Florida boy, get up in here, you know? 
we're just going to have a Florida, we're just going to have a Florida, uh, a, a Florida coaching staff because the other name that we did here is uh, Mike Tozar. He was currently or past we pastly with uh, the the Kansas City Royals um, on the Royal staff with Pedro Grafol, and these two have known each other for a very very long time. This is a name that's not super surprising uh, to be joining uh, Pedro Grafol here in Chicago, but Mike Tozar, as James Fox saw, posted this on LinkedIn. I'm happy to share that I'm starting a new position as major league field coordinator at Chicago White Sox. So Mike Tozar seemingly to be the major league field coordinator. Uh, So if I have to make an assumption, uh, obviously Griffol's manager, that's not an assumption. That's a fact. Uh, Montoyo bench coach. That's not an assumption. That's a fact. I would say that Chris Johnson will just be the hitting coach and they will have Tozar be the major league field coordinator. But from what I've been able to read up, because James Fox even says, what the hell is a, a major league court, uh, field coordinator? The reason he has that reaction is because the White Sox haven't had this. But this is very common in major league baseball. This mm-hmm. is not something that the White Sox are, you know, making up just to make sure that he is, uh, you know, he, he's suitable here. The idea, I think, is I don't think they could have hired Mike Tozar as the hitting coach because I think he was the hitting coach with the Royals. So therefore they couldn't just promote him, right? They had to make, they had to give him a promotion. So this is a normal job that is held in, in major league clubhouses. Uh, And this is from the post Gazette uh, in Pittsburgh from Jason Mackey Um, and Pittsburgh has had a bench coach, I think for as long as 2010. So this has been something that's long established in Pittsburgh. Uh, But the job title may sound strange or nondescript, but the position has become extremely popular around baseball these days, so much that you'll find a similar role on most teams uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, the one that Jason Mackey's writing about, that job is occupied by Mike Ribello, the former assistant hitting coach and minor league manager who has shifted into his no, new role back in January. Ribello said, I don't know. I do everything kind of like Ray Donovan. Uh, it's a lot of information for each position coach. I think if you have to have that one extra dude who has dabbled in all of it. It helps a lot. So Mike Tozar has been in baseball for about 40 years, just as long as Pedro Grafol. So the idea is, is that he is basically going to be kind of helping every position coach and just giving them numbers and, and kind of, you know, picking out certain guys to work with. Um, so I'm basically just thinking Tozar is going to be like a very specialized coach. So I'm all for this news. Ray Donovan's the fixer. He's a Hollywood fixer. So that's what he says, that this is going to be the role of Mike Tozar. All right. Going to be killing a couple of people. Uh, the White Sox need to be out of the way. All right, cool. I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. I never that's how my- Ray Donovan, by the way. I'm just reading up on it right now on the uh, on the internets. So yeah, but it says that's what- he's a fixer for Hollywood's elite. That's how Mike Rubello describes it. Uh, Mike Rubello, though, he was, he's 41. Uh, Mike Tozar is a little bit older, so I think he probably would be like... What's up? Was there any fixer shows, fixer uh, shows back in like the 2000s or, uh, or maybe like the 90s or, or 80s? No. The 18 we the 18 like a fixer. Uh, no, they were like a vigilante group or a mercenary group or something like that. I don't think they really killed people. They were anti-terrorist. Um, I mean, well, I don't think Mike Tozar is going to be killing people. I hope okay. not. That'd be an issue. <laughs> that would be a yeah. different podcast. I mean, creative way of getting this guy over there without probably without any compensation to the Royals. Um, if you're probably hiring him for equal job, as you said, they can't do that. And there will probably be some squabbles about that. But if you say, hey, this is a new job title we're giving him. He's going to be our major league field coordinator. This nebulous bullshit job. 
which he'll be helping out with the hitting hitting i'm more than likely guaranteed that because the reason why he's here is he's credited with helping out salve perez help uh get his power back going and crush like he does now in the major leagues i also i think he uh, scouted a couple other guys that made them, uh, you know, saw them on the minor league fields. It's like, you know, that guy's got some talent and people are like, okay, we're going to follow what you do. Mike Tozar, people talk about him in high regard, just as like they talk about Pedro Grifo. The Royals apparently had all this gold on their coaching staff and they're not going to go that way. They're just going to go with other, to other people. When Pedro Grifo was also credited with helping out, Salvi Perez, but on the defensive side, a little bit more of the framing aspects of the game and catching the ball a little more correctly. So these people have a vested stake into what Salvi Perez has done and White Sox with times where they haven't developed a catcher. And that's why they had to go out and get Yasmani Grandal because of Zach Collins' shortcomings and then subsequent other catchers like Carlos Perez and Semi Savala not really living up to the bill as yet. Maybe these two guys can get our catching game down too, as bo- both an offensive guy and defensive guy, and help our minor league system do some damage. But as far as them coming on the offensive side, I'm excited. I'm excited for something new, some fresh blood, where these guys are gonna be probably preaching to hit the ball hard with authority. Stop taking so many hittable pitches. If they're in your zone, look for it and hit it. The White Sox are so passive on. Great hitting counts of 2-0-3-1. I think that was a product of Frank Minichino trying to get guys on base more instead of trying to get this team, which is a hitting home runs team, to hit home runs. And I hope Mike Tozar, Pedro Griffel, Chris Johnson understand that and play to that strength because we saw the Phillies be a just strictly home run team pretty much and get work that all the way into the playoffs, all the way to the World Series. The White Sox, we've said they are the white, they are the Phillies of the American League. So if we can get the players unlocked and doing what they should be doing, hitting home runs and getting on base, sky's the limit for the White Sox in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to give you a little bit more idea of what Tozar will do, and again, this is from Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, uh, but. Uh, you know, he possibly will assist in uh, practice design uh, the way that this is described. Uh, he'll work with others to create these plans to uh, specifically address where players, the Pirates or other players must improve. Uh, they'll also before each series, he'll manage against the Pirates uh, using data and his own smarts, instincts and experience. So basically trying to figure out a game plan to beat the Pirates in this face. In this case, the White Sox, uh, he'll work with player development staff to ensure the minor leagues are doing similar stuff. And that's kind of, you know, uh, similar to what uh, Ethan Katz does as well. Ethan Katz has laid out a very similar plan uh, for all these pitchers to develop. Uh, and that is likely going to be the same with Tozar and the uh, the hitters as well. Uh, and then also uh, he will be one of the vi- primary voices for replay challenges and r- related rules uh, that may arise arise to that. So. Uh, he'll be likely the replay coordinator, uh, I would assume. And then he also meets with medical and strength and conditioning teams before each and every series to review things like workload management, rest and recovery, and how group tries to optimize performances. So it seems like shit the White Sox should already have been doing. So uh, it seems like yeah. a guy that has a lot of experience and should be in a role like this, a guy that is kind of fixing everything, sweeping up underneath all the benches, you know, uh, you know, clean, cleaning up all the Gatorade cups. I, I'm glad to have an adult in the room, basically, is what this sounds like. Uh, so so happy to hear that uh, for the White Sox. Uh, and, and 
as a person that says they should hire more people because it's unlimited, you can hire as many people as you want. Right. So why not have more voices in there that are from different organizations? Now I know Chris Johnson's from this one and he is indoctrinated into the white Sox stuff. So he'll do white Sox things, but having a new voice in Tozar, having Griffol bring his Royals experience and stuff he learned from the Mariners and stuff he learned from the road where they'll be scouting. These things will be valuable to the White Sox learning new things. And I cannot be upset that they're hiring more people into that clubhouse so we can get more of a consensus uh, opinion. And I think Pedro Grafal is one of those that is willing to listen and then knows that he has the final say so. But he also can filter those uh, bad ideas and good ideas and make it into whatever the final decision is going to be and live with it being his decision and not being afraid of taking advice from somebody else. And I think in his uh, introductory press conference, he said that if he's the smartest person in the room, he needs to leave that room. And I Mm -hmm. feel that he manages it that way where he wants input, but at the end of the day, he'll make the decision, but he's not afraid of taking a person that's seen as a subordinate and taking that opinion. If it works or it doesn't, because he knows that at the end of the day, it's going to be on him to make it work or not and so he's not too um, insecure in his own position to take somebody who might be lower than him's uh, position or their advice and that's a good thing to have as anything as a manager as a leader as a person is a great thing to have and this is a good thing for the White Sox to hire more people so they get more opinions in there that are not just White Sox opinions. Well, and they got some not White Sox opinions, or at least the White Sox beat writers did uh, this past week. And uh, it's from a name that you brought up a little bit earlier. Uh, we'll bring this up in just a second, but I want to let you know about Green Ridge Farm. They're a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. And now that we have had them at our tailgate each and every Sunday, every Sunday I have basically Pavlog dogged myself to want Green Ridge mm-hmm. Farm. I'm sitting on the couch watching Justin Fields, and I'm like, why is my mouth salivating? It's because I'm thinking of the meat sticks that come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. They're perfect for a post-workout snack, tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, and watching football. They're all natural, hardwood smoked for eight hours, and if you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing out. Again, I mean, I hear first down bears, Justin Fields, runs for 10 yards and again my brain is strained meat stick meat stick meat stick it's a great time so i really you know push you to check them out you can find them in the refrigerated section at costco sam's club uh, also in the deli of jewel osco or your local chicago your local chicago and grocery stores and right now it's uh, right now when you order any three meat products at greenridge farm and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. So when you order any three meat products at Greenridge Farm, include a pack of meat sticks, use code CHGO, and those meat sticks will be free. Greenridge Farm, simply natural meat. And next up is our friends over at ComEd. ComEd, powering my lights right now, powering my laptop. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve and manage Uh, energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future comed offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdating lighting to energy and money saving led lights 
Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. And incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-efficient than ever before. So visit ComEd.com slash PoweringBiz, that's PoweringBiz, now to start saving money and energy. And to start a project, contact us at one 833 2700 and for more information email business ee at comed.com or public sector ee at comed.com so you bring up the name uh that i think that you know if the hawks podcast ch joe hawks with jay mario and uh greg they have a jar for whenever they bring up stan bowman it's basically mm-hmm. like voldemort i think mm-hmm. if we had that it'd be sal perez and you brought up sal perez mm-hmm. and Scott Merkin, James Fegan uh, got blessed uh, with a Zoom meeting that was set up by the White Sox on Thursday afternoon for what player, Herb? Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez spoke to the White Sox media in a Zoom that was set up by the White Sox uh, to talk about Pedro Griffal. Um, And he always said, uh, this is Perez on Pedro Griffal. He always said, good players make good coaches. He always told me that, but I think it's the opposite. I think good coaches make good players and he's the best. That's why I, that's why today I can say that it's kind of like, I'm here because the way Pedro helped me and the way he talked to me and the relationship I have with him, he always taught me the right way today. I can say he helped me a lot. So very odd that Salvador Mm -hmm. Perez is just talking to the beat writers in his off time, in his free time. Uh, kind of cool. It is cool. And uh, the f- fact that the Royals allowed him to do this, the White Sox uh, saw- sought him out to ask him about his relationship with Pedro Griffal, a guy that he's known for a long time and, it's, in his own words, helped his career immensely. And so it's good. I'm sure that he feels a little bittersweet because if he knows that he helped his career out, he knows it'll help young White Sox careers out too. And the White Sox have much more talent than what the Royals do. And I'm sure that he's kind of miffed to like, this guy has helped me out and I'm your franchise player. And you're going to let him just go to our, our rival in the division. Come on now. What's going on now? It's, 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 he's got to feel bittersweet, happy that his friend finally got his shot, but it wasn't with the team he's been with for the last nine seasons. I love him a lot. I love his family. I call Pedro's daughters. I call them Hermanitas. I call them all my little sister. We have a good relationship, but it's a part of the game. It's part of the business, and I'm happy for him. I know his dream was to be a manager in the big leagues, and he did it. So I know it's going to be emotional. I hope you can give him a hug, tell him that I love him, and come back and try to beat the White Sox. I hope you lose. I, I love the sentiments. I love mm-hmm. that you love him uh, like a, a dad. Uh, you love his daughters like sisters, and I hope they kick your ass. I hope they. I hope you lose. And, that, and now it's not 19 games anymore, so it's a little bit easier to sweep a team. 12 now. Yeah, I hope. I hope Sal Perez goes 12 or 0 and 12 against the White Sox next year. Me too. Very sweet. I, love the sentiment. But, yeah, I love the sweet sentiment. Sentiment too. I, I appreciate Sal Perez. Perez is a player. I appreciate him as a leader. I hate that team. The organization is pretty <laughs> great. The stadium's great. They're going to get a new one. I mean, they do the right things down there. I just think that this, if Mike Tosar is the guy that everybody's talking up and Pedro Rafal is the guy that everybody's talking up, how you have those two guys in your lineup or in your coaching staff, and you're like, eh, we're good. We're really good. Is Matt Cortaro that much better? I don't know about that. But again, you know, it's it's JJ Piccolo and, and JJ Piccolo's different than Rick Hahn. Uh and so, and Dayton Moore too. 
and yeah, different than Dayton Moore. Um, but I don't know because I mean, it's not like JJ JJ Piccolo was a part of the Royals. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They didn't want to get insular, and I guess the White Sox didn't either. But they got insular with the JJ Piccolo hire. So I tell you what, if we had an insular hire like Patrick Gafal and the names that have been brought up and the praise that he's been getting in our own organization. I think White Sox fans would have been yeah. fine with the insular hire there. It's Who just, would it have been? Like it, it would have been like maybe Ethan Katz just being promoted. Like that's yeah. the only guy that I would have seen getting this much love and respect from the outside, or at least his own team. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only guy on the major league staff that I can think of. But yeah, if you're letting these guys go to a division rival, seems odd because if it doesn't work out, who cares? But right. if it does. Royal fans were like, <laughs> we had these people in our building, and now they're helping our adversaries, the team that we hate the most. I'm sure the Royals hate us the most. I'm not sure if White Sox fans hate the Royals the most, which you think so? I think I, mean, I, I, think I hate the Twins more, but then Royals are right behind them. I would think the Royals fans probably hate us or the Twins the most. Yeah, Tim I Anderson is the thing, probably in uh, Kansas I hate, City. I hate Cleveland the most. Do you? Yeah. I hate Cleveland the most. I mean, I, I just like how they play. I don't too much mind their manager. You know, they've protected us against Terry, Terry Francona with the constant pitcher movements. Now with the three batter minimums, the organization really. keeps on doing great things. Oh, but Detroit, those great I don't really make hate me sad. They win the division and we don't. I hate yeah. them. I want to be them. I hate them. Yeah. I don't know. I hate the twins more because of 2004. Because of Tory Hunter spurring us at the Del Taco, uh, I mean, all just the 20, 2019 to twenty twenty one. Yeah, exactly. The Max, Piranhas, Ke- Max the, Kepler, the the Metro Dump, all the things that go with the Met, and the new stadium sucks too. Uh, people keep on getting on me. Target Field's not that great. It's not that great for a new modern stadium. Oh, it's downtown. You can go, walk right off the uh, the downtown area. Great. Make a better stadium downtown. And also, you're in Minnesota. Make it a dome like your football team did, you dummies. You're not wrong. Do I uh, gotta teach some people how to make stadiums? Max Kepler, too. Hey, yeah, I mean, it's not like the White Sox nailed it. The White Sox no. the White Sox have one in downtown and they faced it the other way. They could have yeah. they could have turned it 45 degrees and faced it towards the skyline. And they, they didn't. They could have had Camden Yards. They were offered Camden Yards oh, before Baltimore was offered it. And Jerry Reinsler said, no, I want this to be as bland and as New York as it possibly can. I want to look like the Yankees. Here's this garbage stadium. Oh, that, I don't, the I don't renovations know. have been good, but still, I've been to 19 stadiums. White Sox are in the bottom half of that 19. Yeah, if you want to read um, what the White Sox could have had, I think it's Baseball City Magic um, is, the, is the book. Um, or City Baseball Magic um, is the book. And and they talk about building up uh, the offer. Philip Bess uh, talks about the architectural design that he created for 35th and Shields. But for Armor Park, where Armor Park is, uh, they're basically going to build the park within that block, mm-hmm. uh, just like Camden Yards was saying. Um, but anyways, Sal Perez giving the White Sox new manager love. And uh, we can kind of see how this m- hitting or this uh, coaching staff is playing out. But again, I don't think we have enough information yet to fully understand what it fully looks like yet. But uh, welcome to the club, Chris Johnson and Mike Tozar. Let's now go to a different face. Hopefully welcome to the club, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger was non-tendered 
by the Dodgers this past Friday. The former MVP is not going to make $18 million like he was expected to make if the Dodgers tendered him a contract. And immediately after they non-tender him, Ken Rosenthal comes out and say, the Dodgers are interested in signing Aaron Judge because of course. So Herb, I would love to get rid of our former MVP and then be in the race. Our former MVP who's making $18 million. I would love to get rid of our former MVP who's making $18 million and be in the race to sign Aaron Judge. Oh, it'd be so sweet. Wouldn't that be, be great? Like, and 27 year old to former MVP. Like, right. ours hey, is 36. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> guy in your prime. I know you sucked the last couple of years and you're rebounding a little bit, but we can't wait. We're good. We're going to get an MVP current. Bye. Get out of here immediately. But yeah, the embarrassment of riches that the Dodgers have, both in talent and in actual money, is awesome for them. But uh, as far as Cody Bellinger, maybe coming to the South side. I'm all for it. I tried to get Cody Belger here, him and Max Muncy uh, via trade last year. I think I was offering um, Craig Kimbrough and I think I was uh, laughed at a little bit, but still I understand. And they had to let this year pass by to see that yeah, Cody Belger is no good. Max Muncy might be our third baseman in the future, blah, 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 blah. We could have both had him in Chicago. If I was the general manager trading Craig Kimbrough, which, it's not too far fetched away. They traded AJ Pollock away. And if we would just throw one more person in there, we could have got Cody Bellinger in 2022. Now, people are saying, why get Cody Bellinger? And somebody tweeted this out the other day. If Cody Bellinger was on the 2022 White Sox, he'd be the seventh best player with his garbage year that he had with a sub two B war. Now, his home runs also would have been the most on the White Sox in 19 home runs. Mercy. The most on the team. And I can pinpoint the time where his career fell off the tracks. It was in the 2020 World Series. They had the game down there in Texas because of the pandemic. He hit a home run to put them up in the lead, I believe. And he comes home, I think it's after game one. And you know how they do the forearm shiver to each other. But I guess Kike Hernandez has a big-ass forearm and a lot of power in it. And he dislocated Cody Bellinger's shoulder on that celebration after uh, Cody Bellinger hit the home run to take, give them a lead. He hasn't been the same since um, shoulder probably hasn't recovered truly. And through that, he has lost confidence. His average is nothing to look at. I think he was like in the two tens last year. He got on base uh, three, let's see, two sixty five. That's garbage. And three eighty nine up. Yes. Not good at all, but his career numbers still, work if he does 248 332 and 487 for the white Sox in 2023 we'll take that in a second as a left fielder or right fielder he is a gold glove center fielder rookie of the year mvp gonna be 27 years old next year i would say if he's available which it's gonna be a big time if because the numbers i just stated he is 27 he's a rebound candidate. He is a bounce back candidate. He is a re reestablish my career candidate. Get a bunch of money after this 2023 is a explosion year candidate. So he'll have a lot of suitors for his services, both as center fielder, outfielder, or first baseman. But I want the White Sox to be in that because I don't think he'll be in the $18 million range where he was going to get paid with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think he'll be in the 
12 to 16 no. million dollar a year guy with a rebuilding his career type of thing. So you think he's going to be more? Hell yes, because first off, there's two. He's things. not signing for a long term deal. But but here's a point. So here here's the thing. Two things. One, everyone has access to Baseball Reference exactly like you do, and everyone gets excited when they read this Baseball Reference thing because they can all go back to that moment. And you're 100 right that that it, that's where his shoulder went down. And you can look 2020. His average exit velocity on Statcast 60 percentile. His uh, max exit velocity 76 percentile. His barrel percentile 59 percent. Um, and then in 2021, all of that takes a dramatic drip, uh, dip. But then you look in 2022, the average exit velocity is up a little bit. The max exit velocity is still down, but the barrel percentage is up. So maybe that 100 plus uh, on base percentage guy or uh, 100 plus uh, OPS guy is going to be right around the corner. He just needs another year to get healthy. And here's the thing. Not only would Cody Bellinger lead the White Sox in home runs, he also would have been their best defender. So the White Sox immediately get a home run, uh, an upgrade in the power department and the home uh, and the fielding uh, department. And part number two, who's his agent? Scott Boris. I mm. immediately think of the Carlos Rodon contract. I immediately think of the Noah Syndergaard contract. Both of those players getting one-year deals, $20-plus million, because it's that what if. Cody Bellinger, former MVP, why wouldn't the Rockies who have spent so much money on former MVP, Chris Bryant, not take away a young 27 year old former MVP from the in rival division, put him in cores and hope he hits 25 home runs because oh, hey, we uh, give him a two year deal. Yeah. Right, we give him a two year deal, $50 million. You know, if you don't play, <sighs> if you don't hit 20 home runs, that option doesn't vest. You know, I, I just give him an option like that. If you're prove to your show, prove to us that your shoulder's healthy. Go hit 20 home runs. And so if, then not, and if what you do, saying, we'll give you a second year. So then what you're saying is the White Sox are out of this. Well, that's the There's thing. There's no is, chance of them signing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going back to the, the White Sox issue with everything. Is They're not going to trade for Sean Murphy because they're too poor. Uh, Bruce Levine reported that the White Sox were interested in o Oakland A's catcher Sean Murphy. Uh, he also reported that 11 other teams were interested in Sean Murphy. Mm -hmm. The White Sox aren't getting Sean Murphy. Uh, Cody Bellinger. The White Sox should get Cody Bellinger. Do you know who's been talking about getting Cody Bellinger before us? The Cubs mm. podcast, CHGO mm. Cubs. They've been talking about him for like weeks because that's all they've had to talk about. So the Cubs are interested. Why wouldn't the Rockies be interested? Why wouldn't the Pirates be interested? Put him at first pace. Like, I, I, I don't know. He's the backup plan to, to, to Tatis if Tatis can't play uh, center. Like, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I just, who wouldn't be enticed by him? So that's the thing is, I agree with you 100%. The White Sox should go get him. I would have loved if they traded him for Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> I would have I would have loved Cody Bellinger on this team because I do think that he absolutely has the ability to bounce back, especially with Mike Tozar being his field coordinator. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just I think they're too poor to get him. Yeah, and if if your calculations are correct and you think he's 20 million plus, yeah, the White Sox are not in that in that hunt. They might as well go and go and get Nemo get into that uh, situation, talk to Scott Boris about that instead of Cody Bellinger for two years, and a maybe he bounces back. White Sox are in 12 to $16 million range for him where he gets to reestablish his value, his worth on the market, maybe a year where it's a year deal for Cody Bellinger with a team option on the second one or a mutual option on the second year. He gets to establish his uh, value on the market. He's 28 on the free market after he hits 30 home runs for the White Sox. And everybody's after him again. 
it's a win-win situation for the White Sox and Cody Bellinger. He goes to the Rockies for that two years and the $25 million. Yeah, he's going to hit a bunch of home runs, and maybe he's traded at the trade deadline this year or next year's uh, offseason. But then he's got to spend two years in Colorado if that deal just goes all the way through. That's the thing that I don't think anybody would want to waste their prime years on a non-competitive Rockies team just to hit a bunch of home runs and people to tell you you're not good, actually. You just hit a bunch of home runs and an atmosphere that is conducive to that. They'll look at CJ Crone and say, hey, that's the guy you're talking about. And so you say, guess, hey, he, he, be, I mean, be the guy who resurrects the White Sox. The 81-81 team, now they're AAL Central champions. You establish that you're back and healthy, and the White Sox established that, hey, we could take a, a hurt guy and keep him healthy for the rest of the year. That would serve both teams, both uh, franchises, and then he gets to reestablish his uh, trade market or his market value. He leaves us after a year, which is fine, because by that time, he'll be a $20 million guy, and I hope he signs a long-term deal after that. But I think the White Sox should be de- swimming in the waters, but if it gets over $20 million, Look for somebody else. Look for demo. Look for Conforto. Look for another outfielder that can serve you a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I mean, Conforto is a little bit more damaged goods. I think that's uh that's more of the White Sox shopping area. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I think if if Bellinger signed with the Rockies and hit 25 home runs, I think people would look at 2019 and be like, well, he won a World Series and or he won a MVP and was you know that next level caliber player before he got hurt in 2020. So. I don't know. I could, I could see him having an easy bounce back. And then he's 29 years old. If he only spends two years in a place and, you know, Aaron judge is what 31 and he's going to get 10 years somewhere. So, you know, you just got to be hot. You just have to have to, the right year when you're going into free agency. So maybe that would be something the white Sox could afford maybe. But again, as Herb said, there's definitely a price limit to, uh, to what they can afford. Uh, and that's why you may, you know, you may be just like your White Sox. You may also have a price limit you need to afford. And that's why when you're looking for sunglasses, everyone's got to protect their eyes. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. Uh, I love driving uh, you know, down I-94 and forgetting my sunglasses. And I just have been so relieved uh, by uh, getting these Shady Rays uh, into my car. Uh, it's such a quality sunglasses, uh, a pair of sunglasses. It's such a clear vision with these sunglasses. Best pair I've ever owned, uh, highest quality I've ever owned. And I haven't lost them yet, which is the biggest thing for me. So shout out to myself for not losing my Shady Rays sunglasses. Uh, and again, uh, their customers are extremely, extremely satisfied with these sunglasses. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. So right now, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal, and you need to take advantage of this as soon as possible. CHGO, use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. Get two pairs for as low as $54 and redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can get find all their newest and best shades. Again, code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. Get two pairs for as low as $54. And our next partner is at Athletic Greens. Uh, I saw you get Athletic Greens commercials. No. I was getting some Athletic. I forget what I was watching. I think it was Peacock. I got it some Athletic okay. Greens commercials. I was like, hey, awesome. what's Athletic That's Greens? Us. 
They've been uh, they've been our sponsor for over eight months. It's the it's the, it's the product. I've been taking uh, AG1s, and it's crazy when they tell me about all the the vitamins I'm taking, uh, all the good stuff I'm putting in my body. It feels good. It feels good watching that commercial. It's like, hey, I'm on the right side here. You know, I'm I'm already a, a product. I'm already a consumer. Uh, but uh, Athletic Greens doesn't taste super healthy. Kind of has a mild tropical taste that I look forward to each and every morning. And with one scoop of delicious AG1, I absorb 70 high five high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day right. Just as this commercial and that commercial that I watched told me it helps my nervous system, my immune system, my energy, my ability to recover, my ability to focus, uh, and my ability to not age. Uh, I started hitting the gym last week and AG1s makes me feel a little bit better each and every morning. The the muscles aren't as sore as they should be uh, because I'm pounding these multivitamins. It's a lifestyle friendly uh drink, uh, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it costs you less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of cup in a cup of water every day. That's it. No needs for millions of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO socks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO socks. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Herb, that feels like when uh, you had to read in school and I'm just reading for all the class and it's just like, God, I'm fucking this up. I'm screwing this up. Yeah, um, you're in your own mind. You're like, oh, this, is, always... oh, this is a disaster, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> I mean, to you yourself, when you're listening back, you're like, oh, this is a horrible. But then you, as I do with most of these shows, I go and check the timestamps and I'm like, oh, yeah. I fucked that up. But then I listen back, it's like, oh, it wasn't that bad as I made it in my mind. <laughs> but it's that one part in the, the Athletic Greens one. And I know that it's coming because we've been doing yeah. that read for eight months and I still can't get it right. It's one scoop in a cup of water. I always want to say it's one water in a scoop of coop. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> People would understand. <laughs> and was that a scoop of scoop? I don't know. It just comes scup- out every time. Oh, a scoop of good. scoop. <laughs> Brain switches up every single letter, and it's not fun. Uh, anyways, uh, we don't have to remember remember uh, these names any longer, Herb, because uh, they're not White Sox anymore. Uh, <laughs> Adam Ingle and Danny Mendick and Mark Payton are no longer White Sox. These players have not been non-tendered by the organization and are no longer with the team. They did put out a um, a statement on the release of Adam Engel and Danny Mendick, and they said, we appreciate all that Adam and Danny did for organization 2022 and pr- prior seasons. And as we've said at other times, a lot of consideration and analysis goes into the club deciding to forego the arbitration process and instead engaging with players and their representatives as free agents. Our plan is to stay in contact with all three players and evaluate their ongoing fit with our club as we see uh, as we move forward through this offseason. So the White Sox uh, cutting three players off their 40 mine roster, basically, and just saying we'll risk it as they become free agents. What do you make of the three moves? I think. Two of them were expected. We said the Adam Ingle thing was probably expected because his last couple of years of offensively being bad has not worked out where he had turned the quarter a couple of years ago with the two like Joe Frank and Aquino. But that Baltimore drop, it's probably hard to fathom for a team that was in contention. And you put in your defensive replacement, and he 
biffs a play where game's over if he catches that ball and he hasn't really ascended to the player that we should be or he should be at this point in his career. Mark Payton, you know, for a player, the White Sox more than likely will have a shot at re-signing him for minor league camp next year. Not a big loss. But Damian Mendick, uh, we were surprised. Oh, I was surprised initially when I saw him on the non-tender list. But then I remember that, you know, he was hurt in June. Being hurt in June with ACL is going to take a little bit. It's going to take a while. I know usually in football it's 8 to 12 month type of thing. I don't know with the speed and lateral movement that Dan Mendick needs to make as a middle infielder if that will be extended. So if you just extrapolate that out, maybe he's ready for spring training in February and games in March, but there's no reason to have him on the roster or on the 40 man when you're trying to acquire extra players via either trade or free agency. So getting him off as an injured player off the 40 man makes sense. And you can always go back and search out that thing as Danny Mendick was given his first major league opportunity by the White Sox organization or his first professional opportunity by the White Sox. He probably has some kinship to them, some understanding about the organization and loves the organization and would be willing to sign back here late in spring training. Or if you, some other team wants to take a flyer on him, God bless. But neither of these moves are going to be earth shattering. I would say, say that Danny Mendick was the best of the second baseman available on the organization, but that's not saying a lot about the rest of the competition. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent there. And uh, I do agree that they'll probably, as Rick said, will they'll stay in touch with Danny Mendick. Uh, right now, the White Sox 40 man roster is at 36 as well, which I think is big for the Sox just to be able to be fluid in this free agent process. And, you know, Danny Mendick, while he rehabs, does he need to be on the 40 man? Probably not. So uh, was this a move that they were going to do regardless? And this is just the right time to possibly. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Danny Mendick back. Um, I think it might be done for Adam Engel, though. I think he might be onto a new organization. I could see him being in Washington. You How know? do you feel about that? Fine. I mean, <laughs> after he dropped that ball in, in Baltimore, I thought his <laughs> career was done with the White Sox. And I, I have no that that bandaid was ripped off a long time ago. He didn't he didn't really bring it. You know, he stopped hitting left handers as well as he did in 2020 and 2021. He stopped playing elite defense. He had so many injuries. It was like he wasn't healthy. And was he ever that good when he was healthy? No. So, you know, it's it's kind of with Adam Engel. I hope the best for you. Maybe you can find good health and have some fun. in Washington's big outfield, um, you know, Mark Payton, it was a nice story because he's a South Sider, but he's over the age of 30. So, again, he doesn't need to be on a 40-man roster. And Danny Mendick, again, he's coming off an ACL injury. So, none of these guys really pains the heart too much. But, you know, I think Mendick will probably be the only one that comes back just because I think Adam Engel still has the possibility of being that quad A player somewhere. And I just don't think the White Sox should trust him after what happened this year because he just he wasn't that reliable. Agreed. Yeah, I, I'm going to be sad that Adam Mingle's not on the White Sox anymore because that is such a staple, but also the player has not progressed to the way he should be. So, uh, I'll see you. I don't need him turning into Leury, though. I don't need him being oh. here for 11 years. I mean, Adam Mingle needs to, you know, start hitting or get off the pot. If he was Leary, he would already be resigned. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, drop a ball in the field. Cool. Leary, here's three years. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Adam didn't hit a home run in the World Series or in the uh, playoffs. So, right. That's that's, that's that's worth 15 million dollars um anyways uh, 
Yeah, I, I saw someone too uh, when we div gave Larry Garcia his report card. They were like, "Why do you always refer to him as Legend?" Hello, it's Leary Legend. It's it's, yeah, it's the it's nickname. Yeah, it's a nickname. It, it it's got the what's it called the double L's. It's got you know some zip to it. He had a home run in the in the ALCS. Yeah, it's got the alliteration. Uh, it's you know he hit the home run in the ALCS. Why wouldn't he be a legend? He hit the last White Sox home run, postseason home run, right? That's very sad. Not ever, hopefully, but uh, you know, maybe at least hell in recent history. Uh, anyways, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our White Sox uh chgo white Sox community leader and again he's leading our community in our discord uh and I, we want to urge you to check out all chgo.com where you become a member and you can take advantage of our, our culture uh part where we're uh, for our diehards where we're going to give you a free shirt uh we're gonna give you 20 percent off every merchandise order we're going to give you exclusive merchandise for diehards we also got a brand new or a brand new release of the qb slide shirt and that goes up to 4XL. So uh, the big boys, uh, you're getting some merch as well. You get a membership card and sticker pack to prove your CHGO diehard and special diehard offers from CHGO partners. Uh, you also get 20% off to the tailgate and takeovers for every team in town. Next one is on December 4th. Diehard only Discord Lounge is a CHGO lounge where you can come and chat with Herb and I. You get online Q&As and happy hours with the CHGO staff member. And you get diehard only newsletters like Vinny's most recent update from Australia. So make sure you check out allchgo.com and become a diehard today. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you for listening to the CHGO White Sox podcast. We'll be live with you tomorrow at 4 p.m. on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Yikes. Go Sox.